Hello, everybody. This is Bam. And Beans. And, and it, it is disclaimer, disclaimer time. time. Beans and I are not sex birds. And our advice is for entertainment purposes only. If you have a serious health condition or a serious health problem, we strongly urge you to go to an actual medical physician. And for obvious reasons, our Sex Talk podcast is intended for only the maturest of audiences. Enjoy! Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my friend Ain't no place to hide, ain't no one to run to Here we go, here we go again Call my bluff, I'ma be here till the end I'm the one you ride, I'm the one you ride to If you And I'm Beans. And this is our Sex Talk Podcast. Where we like to talk about sex. And we beg you to talk about sex with us. Please talk about sex with us. Just talk about sex with us. By emailing us at bamandbeans at gmail.com. Or make me feel obligated to respond to you with my one-hour response time on Facebook. It's a challenge. It's uh, it's a very fantastic challenge. And I feel like actually this week I've been way better at responding to people. Yeah. Maybe not beans specifically, but uh, <laughs> other people. <laughs> it's in that 24-hour mark now. <laughs> yes, it is within the 24-hour mark. That is for sure. Um, but I did text you at uh ten fifteen this morning and I got one back at twelve twelve. Uh to be fair, that was not my fault actually. No. My phone was taken by my boss's girlfriend last night when we were hanging out for a friend's birthday. Oh. She was very drunk and she accidentally took my phone home with her. Mm. So he charged it and handed it back to me. So when I received Aww. my phone, yeah. So when uh, I received my phone is when I was like, shit, I got to respond to people. Yeah, that's all good. It's all good. So that we, one was not my it. fault. I would have absolutely been in that one hour response time. Yes. I, that would have been great. Yeah, but now you're in the, um, what was I'm it? Not, three, stupid three hour window. Three hour window. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. All right, Beans, are you ready for a Would You Rather? Yes. I have a couple of them. <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> I paused because I was like, is she going to do it? No, I, maybe, okay. maybe I'll I do hate it. the sound of Yeah, you do it. That's if you right. Do we it, decided. It great. I, I'll do the Would You Rather theme. You do all of the kooky uh, accents. That's it. Yeah, that's what uh, we decided on. <laughs> That's the trade-off. Okay. That's the trade-off. We're on the same page now. All right. So, beans. Yeah, bam. Would you rather have the best sex of your life once or mediocre sex every day? 
I will say with this, would you rather, you do not know when you are going to have the best sex of your life. So it's either you only have sex once in your life and it's the best sex of your life or you have sex every day for your life, but it's just mediocre. Yeah. God, I don't like either of those options. Oh, I knew you would hate this one. <laughs> it's like... I'm like, I'm 35 now, Bam. I'm too old to be having sex every single fucking day of my life. Like, that's like some 20-year-old shit. Like, I mean, are you only saying that because you're celibate right now? Or Honestly, though, like, I feel like because I'm not having sex... I would actually lean more towards the option that gives me sex every day. But then I teeter back and I'm like, oh, but I just don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have the energy for that. But remember, this is perfect podcast world where there is always an opportunity to that's not going to put you behind any type of schedule. And this is not something that will physically hurt you. So it's not like you having sex every day starts to wear down on your body and physically hurt you. Okay. One more clarification. In mediocre in the uh, mediocre sex, do I still get off? Mm, I would say sometimes. With the sex only once and it's the best sex of my life, can I still masturbate? I mean, for the best sex of your life, I would only imagine that there's like, it, it's like a 24-hour session, you know, where it's like, you that you have exactly one day and you just don't know when that day is going to come but that whole day is dedicated to the most passionate kinky outrageous kind of sex that you will ever have but then like the the other days before slash after that day do i have the option of masturbating i would say yeah but it's just not you know like you can masturbate, but once you have the best sex of your life, is masturbation really what you're going to want? The thing is, with me, like, masturbation is different than sex to me. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Sex is, is a, it's a dance. It's, it's a two-partner thing, you know, at least. Like, it's all about the connection that you have with that other person, where masturbating's about scratching an itch you know it's about self-care it's about like it's it's different i would say after you've had the best sex of your life you can scratch the itch but sometimes it just moves over a little bit <laughs> you know how you go to scratch your back in one spot and then all of a sudden like the spot just out of reach is now itchy that okay is the same translation as to masturbating after after that best, best sex of your life. Okay, going back to the mediocre sex. Yeah. Am I allowed to finish myself off on the times that I don't get off? Yeah, but kind of like the same concept. Why are you, like, intent on making this just a, a shitty scenario either way? Because you decided to put a segment at the end of this fucking podcast that makes me hate everybody. So, yeah, 
I'm going to make sure that you don't get off every single day here. Bean. You know what? I'm just going to make a decision and I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of getting to me. So mediocre sex. Next question. I'm wow. sorry. What about <laughs> you, Bam? What about you? What would you do? She then said, fuck you. Next question. Next question. She's like, it's not going to get to me. It already has. I don't fuck give a you. fuck about What's you. Next? next question. Uh, no, I would kind of, I would probably do the mediocre sex every single day. Because yeah. it's like, if I'm going to have the best sex of my life just once, but you never know when it's going to happen, it's kind of like, if you have the best sex of your life, are you really going to be able to know that that was the best sex of your life until afterwards? Well, I'm, now, here's the thing, is if it's the only time you've ever had sex, that is by default the best sex of your life yeah if that's the only single time and, you will ever have sex well that's ever. what you said yeah but i mean you said you, you only have sex once but it's the best sex of your life yeah but you don't know when that's gonna happen you know i'm just saying but either way it's only one time you've only yeah. ever had sex once in your life so it by default is the best sex of your life or the worst sex of your life depending on whether your glass is half full or half empty kind of person it's schrodinger's sex it's schrodinger's is what it sex, is. it's yeah. schrodinger's sex yeah i'd still go with the mediocre stuff yeah same because like even mediocre sex you know even pizza when it's like not yeah. good mm -hmm. it's still okay it's still pizza bad pizza is still better than no pizza yes exactly i don't feel the same about sex all the time but it's you know i try to <laughs> I try to lightheartedly think about that. All right, hey, beans. Bad sex is just uh, good learning opportunities. Yeah, they get that person the fuck out of bed. Um, <laughs> you learn something. Yeah. Either about yourself or the partner. <laughs> All right, beans. Are you ready for your next one? Yes. Okay. Would you rather use a colorful or crazy pattern condom? Is glow in the dark one of the options of colors? Um, I would say that's like a crazy pattern because I mean, glow in the dark, those have like more patterns on them, don't they? No, they're just glow in the dark, like that's the color. They're like clear but sort of green tinted a little bit because of the stuff that makes it glow. Oh, well, then I, yeah, I guess we'll throw that under colorful. Yeah, I pick colorful. I didn't I just, even think about glow in the dark being an option. Like it's just utility, man. <laughs> it just makes more sense. Yeah, shit. And Turn I, that shit into a fucking lightsaber and let's go. Honestly, Ooh. I feel like if there was glow in the dark condoms readily yeah. available for me, I probably would have used condoms a lot more. I mean, they exist, but those aren't the ones that they were passing out at the fucking free condom the, fairs at the free clinic yes <laughs> i don't know are we just having free condom fairs like like the the book fair at school dude that's all i could think of when you said free condom <laughs> fair i'm like scholastic book school or maybe it's a parade and everyone's just shoving condoms at you oh my god that would be insane just going to a parade and thinking that somebody's gonna throw like lollipops or something and it's just like fucking handfuls of condoms that would be amazing but we have a lot of less STDs and unplanned pregnancies. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that it would be a 
bad idea for people to just start throwing condoms at parades. I'm just <laughs> saying it'd be a little shocking if I was not prepared for condoms starting to be thrown at me. And if one of those condoms, in fact, glue in the dark, glowed, glue, glowed, glowed glow. in the dark, glowed. That, I mean, you said it yourself, you would be more inclined to use them. I'd be so much more inclined to use them. It's, it's glow in the dark. It's, it's novelty. the fucking novelty it's, of it. It's 90s nostalgia. Like, oh, man. You put a little bit of zebra print on that shit. Do you know how many people wouldn't have kids right now? That's insane. Or glitter. Oh, if there was glitter on condoms, pff, game fucking over. Okay, okay, wait. Let me specify that the glitter would be intact. Oh, yeah, absolutely in, intact within the condom Within the itself. layers of the latex. It's almost like getting a brand new tumbler. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like a glitter-based tumbler. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, that shit's not going to come out, come out everywhere. No, um, no, because nobody would be, wants glitter in their vagina. That would be very unsanitary, and that would be the only condom that would be sent back immediately. Like <laughs> that would people would get sued for that one. You can have this craft herpes. I don't want it. Get your craft herpes out of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> so, are you saying color as well, or fun prints? Oh, no, I would definitely say color as well. I didn't even, like, I didn't think about glow-in-the-dark condoms being an option. So I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's the fucking one. Like, I now I'm, yeah. like, thinking, I'm like, okay, so if somebody came up to me and they had four condoms, right? Like a boring, plain, bleh, one. And then, like, <laughs> a zebra print one, a glitter one, and a glow-in-the-dark one. Which one would I choose for my partner for the day? It's glow-in-the-dark all the time. Zebra oh, yeah. print for like after prom or something, you know. For special occasions. For special occasions. <laughs> now I just feel very um I feel very intrigued. Ah, yeah. To go through and see how many different types of condoms there are. Like oh, man. print wise or color wise. And isn't that sad? Like we've been doing this podcast for i don't know 28 years and this is like the first time i actually genuinely sat down and thought about other types of condoms because that's how awful i am at preparing myself for something like that (laughs) i have genuinely not had to worry about it for the last nine years because I'm with the person that I knew I was going to be making a family with and I was going to be with like long term. This is my life partner. So condoms was never really a thing that I would consider because I'm like, you know, I I 100% talked to him at the beginning of our relationship and, you know, I get tested and he was getting, you know, was a little offended the first time I said I got tested and I was fine. And he goes, did you think I had something? And I was like, no, any, anybody can pick up anything from anywhere. Yeah. Like the gym, work, all of that shit. Like it's, that's a thing that's possible. Yeah. Um, but after Well, I while, mean like fluids have to exchange. Yeah. So yeah, condoms was never really th- something I thought about. Now I'm, I'm just going to have to make a bookmark on condoms so I can just put it on our fucking Facebook. Hell Yeah. Let's do a condom study. Condom study. Woo-woo. I'm so excited. 
All right. That was our Would You Rathers. I heard some exciting news from you. What do we got? Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh. Because last week you said we were out of fetishes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I did a little digging and I found three fetishes that we haven't done yet. Yay. So, um, there's three of them. The last one will be a Make-A-Wish softball pitch to you, Bam. So I'm so happy for that. This is going to be awesome. Um, the first fetish is adipophilia. 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 A-D-I-P-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Adipophilia. Legitimately, I just want to say that's like... So, like, it's a fetish for somebody who does math really well. Like, that's all <laughs> I can fucking think of because it just sounds like addition. Uh, arousal to people who math. <laughs> yeah, arousal to people who can number. <laughs> who knows all the numbers. Anybody who can number, then they're like, yeah, that's my person. Oh, yeah, man. That totally gets me hot. <laughs> Two plus two is four. Oh, stop it, man. Oh Take me now. Take me now. <laughs> uh, so, edipophilia is a sexual attraction directed towards overweight or obese people due primarily to their weight and size. Oh. So, it differs from like a feeding kink and a feeding fetish. Correct. Because you're not actively contributing to the size of the person you just you're like you're a chubby chaser Mm -hmm. you like a little you like a little more heft to your partners you like a little more cushion for the pushing and uh i mean i'm not gonna fault you for that like everybody has like a thing sometimes that is your preference sometimes you know somebody slender is your preference everybody has a preference in who they want as a partner so I'm genuinely not surprised that that's like a fetish considering how some people society wise just make them specifically feel so because it wouldn't be a fetish if it wasn't taboo. Which is a whole nother fucking thing that I'm not going to get into right now exactly. because we've got so much more to cover. Uh, number two, our second fetish is oralism. Auralism. 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 A U R A L I S M. Auralism. I was going to say, there is a seal that has taken over Bean's mic. Fuck, now I got to leave that in, Bam. God. I have Robot Frog, and she has this random seal that just comes in. Um, the also, um, our listeners don't have any context about Robot Frog because we di- I didn't leave any of that in uh, well, the actual episode. Yeah. Uh, I was having mega problems with my mic last week and the week prior and this week, and yeah, it just sounded like a gurgly robot frog. So, mm-hmm. bye, robot frog. Bye, robot frog. Um, so. Oralism. So it 
there's literally two different streets that I'm thinking. So there's like oral where it's like either something with the mouth or just straight mouth or aura, which would be more like vibes and shit like that. So it's like, is it more about the licking or is it more about the hippie shit? If I have to choose one of them, maybe closer to the hippie shit. It's it's a stretch. But uh, oralism is being turned on by sound. Okay. So, like, um, what, what I thought of when I saw this was one of the techniques that I use for getting rid of migraines, something that I did a lot while I was pregnant because I got a ton of them, Mm-hmm. was uh to listen to bioral beats okay and it was just like because of the frequency of them yeah it kind of like relieved some of the the pressure like it helped relax me and it helped me kind of just like because when i when i have migraines i get so overstimulated so quickly and like i get very like light sensitive i get very sound sensitive and listening to that specific type of music like helped with that so like the the oralism or oralism <laughs> by oral beats uh, <laughs> i still i can't fucking say the word but yeah um oralism is being turned on by sound And it could be that you are turned on by music, you're turned on by uh, sex sounds, you're turned on by, like, you know, just, like... Frequencies and stuff like that. Yeah, using your your sense of hearing, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's really... That's that's actually a very interesting one. Yeah, I thought so. And I'm like, man, we didn't do that one. Yeah, that's very interesting. (laughs) Uh, And then... Last and certainly not least, our Make a Wish softball pitch. If you don't get this, uh, yay, Make a Wish. Kleptolagnia. Bro, that's stealing. Yeah. If or it's else not it's stealing. Dude, if it's not stealing, fucking send me to jail. Like, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what would really make me so hot right now? If you stole a million dollars from me. Girl, it would make me hot if I could get a million dollars, okay? Like <laughs> tax free. Tax free. Oh. As a millennial, um <laughs> anything that just says tax free on it, I'm just like, I'm in. Like fucking yeah. right away, immediately. Give it to me. But that's a different podcast for a different time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're going to say every time we need to like move it along. Yes. I think that's like a that's a perfect segue to just Bam and beans are not going to get off on a tangent this time. We are not going to do it. We're not going to do it. So, the topic that I have for us today, I realize that the last couple of episodes that we've done have been kind of uh like centered around certain female demographics. Yeah. Uh, vagina owning demographics. So I wanted to do something for our dudes. For our penises. Yeah. I I I hopped on over to 
one of our favorite websites, uh, menshealth.com. And I found an article called the 25 best men's health sex tips ever. I love men's health. Honestly, I think they do such a good job with most of their articles. I, I will admit I was skeptical the first time, but now I have like actual high hopes for this one. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. I'm not going to read the intro. I'll make sure that I, I link the article if you guys want to go through it. Uh, first tip, use your tongue wisely. Ooh. When kissing, don't use your tongue like a dart in and out, in and out. Instead, try varying motions and amounts of pressure. And then there's a, uh, a link for more tips on how to perfect your kissing technique. I love that. I do, too. I think that, like, most sex starts with kissing, if not all sex starts with kissing, so. Just some capacity, yeah. Yeah. So, like, maybe make it sensual and not just, like, tongue-fucking me in the mouth. Like, slapping me around with your tongue. It's just, like, (laughs) it feels like a goat trying to go, blah, blah, blah. I think we just got our first TikTok segment. <laughs> just like clip that. The faces that we make while we discuss kissing. Uh, number two, do kegel exercises. If you want to last longer during sex, you're not alone. Premature ejaculation is a problem that affects almost every man at some point in his life. Thomas, Thomas J. Walsh, MD, a urologist at the University of Washington, told us. One way to delay ejaculation is by doing kegels, strengthening the pubococcygeal muscle. Pubo, yeah, I think I said that right. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. The pelvic floor will help you control your orgasms during sex. For tips on how to do them, plus other ways to last longer in bed, click here. I didn't know that uh, men can do kegels. Yeah. (laughs) We should all be doing kegels. Dude, now if I'm like, I have to do kegels, now I can look at anybody and be like, are you doing your kegels? Yeah, yeah. Whether you got a peen or a veen, let's fucking do some kegels. everybody gets to do kegels now. Everyone's got to do, like, at least three sets of kegels. Three sets of ten. Yep. That's, like, that. that's very interesting because, obviously, women do kegels to um, strengthen their pelvic floor. Um, I guess, in my head, I'm just thinking that that would just be a like gender specific thing but no i mean they also have what? a pelvic floor it's just different than ours mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure uh and it would be a sex specific thing thank you gender I is a construct um number three experiment with edging Another way to make sex last longer? Train yourself to delay your orgasm while you're masturbating. Edging, the act of bringing yourself to the brink of orgasm, then stopping all sexual stimulation, is a common technique for avoiding premature ejaculation. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I know that edging is like something we've talked about when it comes to the vagina-based listeners. Man, this is, I like this article. I feel like I'm learning a lot right now. Me too. Let's I'm see, the so thing is, happy like, about this. Considering that both of us have vaginas, 
um, I feel like our education on um, penises and the male reproductive system in general um, is lacking. Yeah, but I mean, we do try to be as educated as possible. This is part of our education, baby. This is, which is like, I don't know. I'm just really, I'm stoked about it because I feel we were only three in and I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah. Okay, number four. Try a cock ring. We've called the cock ring the superfood of sex toys because it's cheap, easy to use, and can benefit your sex life in so many ways. A snug ring that fits around the base of your penis and sometimes your testicles too can strengthen your erection, boost your confidence, and make your orgasms more powerful. Opt for a vibrating option and it could help stimulate your partner's clitoris or booty. That's... I'm just happy they put that in there. I'm all for the cock ring. I feel like cock rings are so underutilized. They are very, like, very underutilized. And it's probably because, like, how do you know you're putting it on right? Like, you don't necessarily have someone to show you. So you're just kind of, like, doing some guesswork. Almost the same thing as a condom. Yeah, you Yeah, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. I could understand being a little hesitant to put something around your sex organ and you don't know like and you what don't the deal know is. like how you're doing it or like what you're doing and stuff. Yeah. That's where the, you know, the person behind the counter at your local porn shop like they're totally there to help you out with some stuff. Yeah. You don't get that on Amazon. No, you don't get that on Amazon. Ooh. Oh, here's a good one. Masturbate together. Oh, all too often we think sex as being penis and vagina or anus, but frankly, that's such a limiting view of what sex is. Entering mutual masturbation, i.e. masturbating alongside your partner, not only is great for when you're too tired to get it on, but you also get to learn how your partner touches themselves. That way, the next time you do have partnered sex, you can touch them exactly how they like. I love that. And that can go, like, either way, you know? Um, Yeah, that's definitely, like, a, uh, that's a, it's a very intimate thing, too. It is. I feel like while you're masturbating, you're also very vulnerable, like. Yes. In so many different aspects of it. It's, Mm -hmm. like, doing that together, it, it is, it's a very intimate thing to do, so. I will say, like there aren't that many people that I have felt comfortable masturbating in front of, like touching myself in front of. So like it is, it is extremely vulnerable. It's very like, it it takes a lot of self-assuredness, I guess, like, and like trust to be able to share that with someone. Well, I mean, Which is never... weird that it would be, like, more vulnerable than, like, the actual sex act. I think it's because we've been taught that masturbation is personal and private. And sex is between two people. And it's just a lot of different social boundaries that we have to kind of break down and redistribute. Like, damn our puritanical society. These bastards. Ah. um next find a condom that feels great if you hate the way condoms make you feel during sex you might not be wearing the right ones Mm -hmm. according to sex therapist ian kerner 
author of She Comes First, The Thinking Man's Guide to Pleasure in a Woman. Ooh, check that out on bookshelves. Uh, when picking a condom, find one that fits like a glove and look for rubbers that are ribbed in a, or ultra thin. Condoms are highly effective at preventing pregnancy and STIs, so it's worth finding the one that feels best for you. Like, that's really interesting. Like, it, it's true that condoms do come in all different, like, sizes and, uh, like... Thicknesses yeah. and, like, yeah. Textures. Like, yep. There was the word I was looking for. So, if, like, the first... If you, you put one fucking condom on and you're like, I don't like how this feels. Like, come on, bro. I mean, I would do definitely research. say... I will definitely say that, like, teenagers specifically... Obviously, if that's the first experience you're having with it, you are not going to be very inclined to want to try something else. But but as you get older, you kind of start to realize the actual benefits from it. Like, I totally understand the whole, it doesn't feel the same. No, it's not fucking supposed to. It's supposed to protect you and your partner from something like it's not just one person who's getting benefits out of it yeah like you're both getting benefits from this yeah take the free benefits while you can damn yeah yeah for sure next next is um try prostate massage the prostate is a walnut-sized gland located between the bladder and the rectum and it contains tons of nerve endings. Stimulating the prostate can feel so good. Some sexual health experts have dubbed it the P spot or the male G spot. Um, yeah. Uh, so vagina having people don't have a prostate. Yeah. No, we do not. I mean, we do have a clitoris, and mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know, as we have learned in past episodes, the clitoris is wishbone shaped and does reach back there, and that's why. We are able to obtain pleasure from anal sex, um, but stimulating that process through through the anus for men is like a whole different ball game. But I will say that it's always one of those things like don't knock it until you try it. Yeah. But also don't feel pressured to try it if you're uncomfortable with the idea of it. Like, yes pressuring somebody to try that for one like i as a woman like i don't mind i freaking love ass play i love anal sex like that's that's my jam for my partner not interested whatsoever and i'm not going to sit there and try to make them do something that would be very uninteresting to them because if they're not open to the idea it's not going to be comfortable and it's not going to be enjoyable. So yeah, for sure. Uh, next explore temperature play. Yes. Yay. My favorite. I love that one. Yes. Temperature play is a technique that uses heat or cold to stimulate the skin. I mean, we all know about temperature play. Come on. <laughs> hey, new we talk about might, it enough. New people might just be coming okay. in on this episode. If you're new here at Bam and Beans, um, at gmail.com. <laughs> Heat things up in the boudoir by engaging in wax play or rub an ice cube on your partner's body. Nipples are especially sensitive to elicit a powerful sensory response. I really like this article. That's all I even want to say right now. Like, I know. I'm in love with it. I like everything so far. It's fantastic. 
it's great to be alive. It's so good. Next, use butt plug or anal analog stick. Anal beads. Who's an owl? <laughs> Who's anal? Use a butt plug or anal beads. These butt-centric sex toys can also help stimulate the prostate during partner sex or masturbation, as well as activate those sensitive nerve endings around the opening of the anus. Butt plugs are designed to slide in and stay put, hence the word plug, while anal beads can be gradually inserted or pulled out over the course of a sex session. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, that could be either for you or your partner. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Uh, lube up is the next one. Yes. Lubrication increases the comfort and speed with which you can penetrate the vagina and grind against the clitoris. But sometimes, no matter how turned on a woman might be psychologically, she can have trouble getting wet. Especially when you get older. That's where lube comes in. Try squeezing a few drops onto the tip of your penis before you start intercourse. Yes. Absolutely. And again, it's not just like age beans. No, no, but I mean, it's it's more common the older you get. Yeah, and also but there's also more medication beans. out there. Yeah. There is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you hormone your, related, yep, if you change your diet, if you're just starting to exercise, like if you have chronic dry eye or dry mouth all the time, like, like. If your eyes are dry, your vagina's dry. If your mouth is dry, your vagina's dry. Like Drink some fucking water. Yeah. Hydrate, bitch. Hydrate, motherfuckers. This is, uh, this is your gentle reminder that if you haven't had your six glasses a day, go ahead and take a moment to grab yourself some water and hydrate. Had your six glasses of day? Oh, yeah, I'm going to drink six whole glasses of day. Of day? Yeah. Fuck then I might drink some night. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to drink any night. I got to go to bed. It'll keep me up. <laughs> yes. Um, next one. Watch porn together. We'll let you in on a little secret. Lots of women love watching porn. According to a men's health survey, 75% of women said they were down to watch porn with a partner during foreplay or sex itself. That said may not be into the same type of content you're into, so be sure to discuss your taste beforehand or scope out some softer core fare. I think that when it comes to watching something with alongside with someone else, like I find that I tend to get like embarrassed for some reason about watching like hardcore content with someone else. Well again, that's kind of something that was told to us is like hey that's taboo like you're not yeah. supposed to be watching porn you're not supposed to be doing this so it's just us trying to reconstruct the social norms on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah but definitely before watching porn with a partner you should figure out what you're comfortable with disclosing what you watch yeah also the partner should always be very open like obviously you don't want to be judged with what you've watched but don't judge your partner with what they're going to watch and you know figure a nice common middle ground yeah sure next don't race to intercourse sex isn't a race it's a race i win all the time when i had sex 
of the time when I had sex. When I had sex back in the day. <laughs> Take time to explore your partner before you get to intercourse. Not only will it build desire, it'll help you discover what you and your partner do and don't like in bed. On its own, sex is pretty mechanical. Foreplay is where you learn what you like and you don't like. No, I really like that. Like, foreplay is definitely, like, dude, that's where it's at. Love foreplay. And, you know, some people can get off just by the foreplay alone. So, yeah. like, don't don't shut that down right away. Like, just vibe with it. Have some patience. Stay in that moment. Yeah. Figure that moment out. Before It'll you be worth the it. Next one. It'll be so worth it. For sure. Don't immediately head south during foreplay. During foreplay, the genitals are off limits. Touch the other parts of your partner's body, using fingers, a feather, a silk scarf, or anything that turns them on, and ask them to describe how it feels. This builds the tension until you're both ready to explode. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love the anticipation. Anticipation. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is ease into dirty talk. Want to know if your partner likes to talk dirty? Say something like, you make me think dirty thoughts. Ease in slowly. It's best to test the waters a bit rather than immediately go for your deepest, kinkiest, dirty talk right off the bat. I think like when it comes to dirty talk, I typically like to test the waters before even getting into like a sexual scenario yeah i mean like i'm talking you've got a date later on that evening and you're either like getting ready for it or doing whatever and like you're not with your partner yet you just like send them a text like hey i'm thinking about you hey i'm thinking i think maybe just like saying i'm thinking about you kind of opens it up a little bit for like a little discussion like oh what are you thinking about and it's like, <laughs> you know, that thing that we do that I really like, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm thinking about. Let me describe it to you in detail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I genuinely am not a huge dirty talker. Like, oh. I literally just sound like a feral animal. I'm just making lots of wild noises and they're not quiet. And that's about where I'm at. Like, I feel like dirty talk makes me have to think about a sentence I have to put together and takes me out of that moment. So it's like, you so can you mean, ask like me during questions. sex. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes the dirty talk beforehand is preferred, mainly because yeah. then I'm not in the middle of something that I want to just be in the middle of. And I can actually like, respond accordingly mm-hmm. I, I mean and to each their own for sure yeah. absolutely i know that like during the act um my vocabulary is pretty limited mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because uh the blood's not up here anymore exactly yeah uh so i totally get it totally get it yeah i mean dirty talk as a as a word a way of like foreplay as a way of like warming up before you even see each other is always really exciting. Yeah. Ooh, try some role play. Oh, yay, I love that one. Role play requires a huge suspension of disbelief, but if you can fully commit, the payoff can be massive. 
Many popular roles are boss, secretary, teacher, student, stripper, customer. Play on the theme of one person being in control while the other is at their mercy. Yes. 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 These are strong dynamics, even in healthy and fun relationships. They allow the partners to enact their fantasies in a way that won't leave them feeling vulnerable. I mean, there is a little bit of a vulnerability to role-playing. Yeah, there is. Like, you have to be comfortable with playing the part. I mean, you also have to be comfortable with, like, asking for that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple different, like, levels of vulnerability that there are. But also, I just, I think that that as a foreplay thing already, like, even if it's just foreplay specific, so great. I love it. I personally enjoy it. Ooh, what's your favorite scenario? Um, yeah, it's pretty much like boss, not boss person kind of thing. <laughs> so, like, real life? Pretty much. I mean, because you're the boss of the house- household anyways. like. I don't want to be. I would like to quit. <laughs> put in your two weeks. Can I do that now? Like, I'm going to put in my two weeks within my household. Yes. Next is make circles on your partner's clitoris. Just getting right to it. If your partner has a vulva, there's a very good chance they need clitoral stimulation in order to climax. Heat and V intercourse alone isn't going to cut it. As for the best way to stimulate your partner's clitoris, an Indiana University survey of 1,055 women found that three out of four respondents like it when a partner traces circles on their clitoris with their fingers or tongue. But if you're not entirely sure what drives your partner wild, ask them. That is a fantastic tip. I like that one a lot. Because even like circles, that's a basic. You can start with that and move forward. And sure. even while you're doing the circles, you can be like, you know, help me make these circles. Like, put your hand on mine. Like, move could, my hand. You could start out wide and then go in more and narrow and narrow oh, and narrow. Yeah, like a spiral. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes. But don't overdo it with the clitoral contact is the next one. The clitoris is packed with nerves and super sensitive, so your partner may not want you to touch them there directly. The clitoris actually extends several inches under the skin of either side of her vagina, like a wishbone. Hey, Hey. I feel like I've heard this before. A few times. (laughs) Which means you can massage it without applying direct pressure. Try tracing the extensions with flat, wide, extra wet tongue strokes or slow finger zigzags and don't forget lube then rub a slow spiral around the top drawing closer with each pass like we were saying yeah like we just said oh my god oh my god we're doctors now we're totally sex birds we're gonna have to change our intro we are (laughs) self-diagnosed sex birds we are self-acclaimed sex birds but probably still don't follow our advice (laughs) because if it goes poorly uh, you cannot sue us. We are broke. We are unsuable. We have no monies. Yes. You will actually be in more debt from trying to sue us. Yeah, dude. Like, it's probably the worst idea. Just don't do it, okay? Don't, just don't do it. <laughs> the combination of anticipation and indirect contact will bring those pleasure centers to life was the end of that uh, paragraph. That sen- yeah. Yes. 
don't ignore the perineum. Mm-hmm. Stimulating the perineum, the area between your balls and your butt. Your taint. Yes, the taint. Can feel really good during masturbation or sex. This area is packed with nerve endings and it feels really sensitive. You can also ask your partner to apply pressure to the area during oral sex. Next is focus on closing the pleasure gap, not just the orgasm gap. The orgasm gap is real. It's great that you want to help your partner climax, but when you make it the singular focus of a sexual encounter, for instance, telling them you don't want to come until they do, you might end up stressing them out and decreasing the likelihood of them reaching orgasm. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> Please don't. No. It's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. It really is. Um, I mean, unless that's like a kink of yours, then go ahead. And uh, as long as it is a comfortable kink between the two adult parties, then, I mean, yeah, go for it. Yeah. But in an everyday standard scenario, no, please don't. I kind of wish they would have gone into a little bit more about what they mean by closing the pleasure gap. Um, but there's a whole article on it. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. And it's linked in this article. So it's it's article within an article within an article. Within the articles. It's article inception. Oh my god, artception. <laughs> uh, next, don't ask your partner if they finished. Here's something that you should never ask a person with a vulva after sex. Did you come? By posing that question after sex rather than during the act itself, you're implicitly telling your partner that their pleasure is an afterthought for you, and that's not okay. Instead, make their pleasure a priority during sex itself. I just want to shake this person's hand. I I want to send them, like, a fruit basket or something. I send them flowers yeah. and chocolates. They deserve to be loved. Yeah. Dearly. And I hope they are out there somewhere with somebody who appreciates them. Yeah. Next is switch positions. If you and your partner aren't as jazzed about doing it as you used to be, maybe it's time to deviate from your go-to sex positions. Try these easy ways to spice up missionary or cowgirl positions. There's a link. Ooh, a lot of links in this. There's a lot of links in this. <laughs> or if you're feeling really adventurous... Commit to working your way through their 50 favorite sex positions of all time. Oh, <laughs> I smell a new segment, Bam. I, I can smell it. I would love to do that at the end of our podcast if you're interested. So after the cringe-soaked Yahoo no questions? Set up. <laughs> well, we've still got uh, like 14 more cringe-soaked Yahoo sections. That's Questions too many. That's way to too fucking money. I was At hoping least. there was only like one. I think we've only done six. That's Maybe six. we've done seven. Listen, that's too many. <laughs> the only thing is like we are an audio medium. So like we would have to try and describe <laughs> these sex positions using only words. Painting a word picture. Well, we'll definitely have to. I'm sure that there is a, an article out there somewhere that perfectly describes word for word how it looks so yes next is remember there are more options than just monogamy a 2018 study out of the university of Yelp 
that couples in open relationships are as well off as those in monogamous relationships when it comes to relationship satisfaction, psychological well-being, and sexual satisfaction. If you and your partner have been itching to have sex with someone new, you could explore having a threesome or attending a sex party together. Oh, snap. Back in the 70s? A key party. Sex party. Man, I feel like our generation missed out on that. Dude, I mean, yeah. It was probably all the DUIs back in the 70s and 80s that kind of fucked us over. But Honestly, I think it's the AIDS. Oh, that too. Yeah, I think it's the HIV and the AIDS. Well, yeah. I said key party, so I immediately am thinking of a key party. So I'm like, all the people who are getting fucking shit-faced and then just driving home with somebody brand fucking new, like... Yes. It's insane. Yes, they're doing that. But also... Are they being tested for STIs? Oh yeah, and at the same very at the very same point that we obviously made earlier today, um, condoms like it's not often readily available, and sometimes people get embarrassed to buy them. So, which is lame, super lame. Yeah. Uh, next tip would be to tap into the public sex fantasy. I feel like we're now just like getting to different like kinks and fetishes yeah a research fellow at kinsey institute interviewed over four thousand americans about their sexual fantasies 84 percent of respondents said they'd fantasize about public sex at least once before people also tend to think of sex as something that people only do in private so taking it public is transgressive yes once again taboo yep uh next explore your other fantasies Here's an idea for a fantasy lottery. Both you and your partner write five sexual fantasies down on five separate notebook cards. Then head to a restaurant where you can get a booth and some privacy in a public setting. Over dinner and wine, pull out the cards and make three piles. Yes, maybe, someday. And not on your life. That's, that's, that's oh, maybe, maybe someday is is the same pile. Okay, maybe. I'm like, that's four piles. You said maybe someday. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that's just how I read like, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then someday is like less likely than maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, put the items from the first two piles in a shoebox and once a month or as often as you like, pull one out to try. It's an interesting idea. I think that's a that's a really fun play on the idea of like a date night. Yeah. Like, if you For don't sure. know what you're going to do, like, pull out a fantasy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, ooh, here's the next one. Explore power dynamics. You can dabble a little with BDSM. One of you can be the dominant. Ooh. <laughs> the one commanding their partner what to do, while the other can be the submissive who listens to the commands. And then there's people like us who are just bratty subs. <laughs> who will laugh at the command and uh just uh drive you crazy like i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna talk shit the whole time yeah yeah for sure like i'll do it eventually but like Like, what are you gonna give me if i do like you're gonna tell me what to do and i'll do it but on my (laughs) dime like (laughs) i'm gonna take a minute for it yeah and i'm gonna do it my way and if you say now forget it like your time (laughs) just extended (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
there are many ways to explore dominant and submissive relationships, including spanking, doling out punishments, and practicing bondage. I enjoy all of those things. We're some bondage brats. For sure. Uh, I, I am that person that's like, oh no, you, you've got me tied up and I can't move. I can't believe I so you badly, me here. I so badly want to get out of my restraints. Oh, you need a little bit tighter. A little bit tighter. Yeah, you should probably do this a little bit tighter. <laughs> uh, that's the end of the article. Oh my God. How does it end so abruptly? Uh, I don't know. And the thing is, like, they aren't actually numbered. I was assigning them numbers at the beginning, and then I gave up on it because I lost count. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so full review of the whole article has some interesting tips. And if you are new to some of the, like, kink fetish type uh things, this is going to be very knowledgeable for you and i like that it has a lot of different like references like links that you can go to to follow up on some of the information that they're offering you like that's really cool what i genuinely liked about this article is i think it is for a plethora of different people like obviously different experience levels people who are trying to do new things people who are trying to spice things up like it's just an all-around good article i think it's very well written um I think that a lot of the tips, tricks, and trades that they're trying to put in there are definitely considered taboo for a majority of them and trying to bring those back to the surface and, you know, reshuffle those into the mix is, it's a fantastic idea and that's what we are all about. Just getting, you know, getting the the good word out on the good act. Yeah, for sure. I I would say that this, this article was a goodie. Yeah, definitely a goodie. Now, to, uh, uh, it is time to say goodbye for my favorite part of the podcast. The very end where we just say goodbye and how much we really enjoyed you guys being here today. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Let's yes. do this awful segment. All right. It's time for a cringe-soaked Yahoo questions about sex that will crush your faith in humanity. John would like to know, is it normal to let my parakeet perch? on my erect penis. Sometimes when I'm home alone, I tend to walk around my house completely naked. More often than not, I have a raging erection that doesn't go away. So I just ignore it. Then my parakeet flies over and perches right on my penis, but I don't really mind it. When I walk around my house, it just stays there and it feels normal. Is this normal or do I have an issue? Yes to the fucking issue. (laughs) Let's just start with that. I don't think... At what point does it become bestiality? Dude, I think the whole fucking thing <laughs> is just, you shouldn't, oh my god. Okay, I have to like, control, alt, delete, reset, hold on. Okay. Is it normal? Is it normal to let my parakeet perch on my erect penis? I'm gonna say no. That is a very, and like, that is a not normal thing to do. Walking around your house naked, totally cool. Two thumbs up. Highly recommend. I love it. It's great. Having a rager, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's your house and you're walking around naked. Nobody cares. Allowing your bird to perch on your erect penis, that's the step that we're going to have to just rewind and stop. Like, stop letting that fucking happen. I think you have to think of it like, would you let any other animal step on your penis? Like, if it wasn't a bird. 
the bird doesn't understand the concept of yeah. consent. Yeah. Also, an erect penis just looks like a perch. It does. That is going to be a normal thing for the bird to want to do is yeah. just perch there, especially if the bird is extremely comfortable or a cuddle bird. So, so maybe wear pants while your bird is out of its cage. Maybe talk to your doctor about why you're so erect all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh. I mean, is that is that a problem? Uh, that could actually be a um, blood flow issue. Well, he says Wally's completely naked. Like, I don't know. I don't have you, a penis. You so, think that him guys, being naked is also what gives him the erection? Maybe. Well, then, yeah. Maybe he was fucking helicoptering it around. Like, yeah, I can tell I don't know. You said that, and I just imagine him trying to, like, fry up eggs, just, like, swinging his dick around, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Going to the kitchen, getting me a snack. Whoa! Yeah, just, like, waiting for the microwave to be done. Just, like, ugh. Around the world, around the... That's, that's oh We don't God. have licensing for that, so we that's don't all have, I can yeah, say about that. So that was it. That was our podcast. <laughs> Aren't you so glad you stuck it out till the end? I was going to turn my computer off, and there was really nothing you could have done about it. But <laughs> I would just finish it myself, like oh. I always do. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> that was sadder than the other question. But yeah. So if you have a penis and you really liked this episode, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear what you liked most and what you've learned. Or yeah. any other tips that you might have for other people who have penises. Because yeah. we don't have penises. We do not have penises. We rely on your penises. We re- <laughs> we rely on those with a penis to let us know what to do if we were to have had a penis. We rely on your personal experience of owning a penis. We rely on penis-owning experiences so because please- we lack in those. So please email us at bam nbeans at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook where i am absolutely obligated to still talk to you guys by the way if you don't have a penis you can still write us if you want yeah you don't have to have a penis to write us it's just like right now we're looking for penis things about the article but we're not excluding anything because we can literally just we would just love the content Uh, maybe just write us and tell us if you have a penis or not How funny would it be if we actually got like 10 fucking emails and literally just one sentence, I have a penis. Well, Then we would know that 10 out of 10 (laughs) listeners who emailed us have a penis. (laughs) 10. Dear Bam and Beans, I have a penis. Sincerely, penis. John Pecker in Peckardsburg. Oh my god. Like, that would be fantastic. Honestly, if we just had people who was like, Dear Bam and Beans, I don't have a penis. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sincerely, vagina owner. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, like, anyway. I wouldn't, wouldn't even be mad. No, me neither. But yeah, email us. If you got a penis or if you don't got a penis. Yeah. We don't discriminate. No, we don't. We love you. We love everyone. Unconditionally. There are conditions. You have to email us in order for us to you love you. You have to email us if you want me to love you. <laughs> well, uh, until next time. Um, bye. bye. Gargly robot is gone. Yay. Robot frog. Bye. Bye. Bye, robot frog.